0: Hi everyone. Today we're gonna have a chat with Daniel. And Daniel is- Hello um, everyone. Hello. (laughs) Daniel has been working hard saving lives for
1: us. (laughs) So currently working in emergency at St Benny's.
0: Yes. So you've been, you know, while I've been trying to find things to do for two months, you've been a little bit (laughs) busy.
1: Yes, business is booming, as I've been saying. Business is
0: booming. We shouldn't be laughing. Why are we laughing, though? Because
1: we've still got no. personalities, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's um, it's actually been really amazing to be a part of this whole situation to see minds and the best minds in the country come together to figure out something that's so new and so um, scary at the same time time um but see such a good result especially from like the greater scale. i think the politics of this country have really really come together which is really amazing and gotten on top of this thing yeah so it's good to see yeah i, mean, we've, I was gonna say tell so me what really a
0: day is like for you uh
1: well currently we I actually have quite low amount of presentations at the minute because people are staying away, people aren't going out drinking, people aren't getting into car crashes, people aren't doing the silly things that they usually do. Um, and I guess people also are not exhausting themselves so that they're not um, triggering things like strokes and things like that that they normally would when... So it's actually been quite good to allow us to prepare for this kind of imminent, imminent doom that, was suggested by the statistics across the world. So, Mm. um, I mean, an average day I go in the morning and and do my normal things, see my patients, and then we have been able to have an hour and 45 minutes or two hours in the middle of the day to do a heap of education. So all the junior staff like myself have been upskilled to be able to take um, ventilated patients, um, which is something that you would normally do a bit further into your career when you had a bit more experience, um, and a lot more knowledge and the, and a, the grace of time to mm. kind of learn those mm. skills, um, and practice on a few patients. But with what we saw in the world, it was, you know, it was a likely possibility that we all were going to have to take ventilated patients, but it, but, um, because of society's sh- stringing together with, it looks like we've really flattened that curve. Mm. um, yeah. Well,
0: that's great. I mean, it's it's impressive. I think there's a lot of, I mean, you know, let's face it, the news is very dramatic, so it's they can't, they're not actually telling us some good stories or the real stories. I mean, they're trying to keep a population mm. under control, so I sort of get that. But you know, it's good to hear that that they're how they're going about it, that they're making sure you guys are trained up earlier in case they need you and all the rest of it
1: that's what we've got the leg up on other countries is that we were that far removed from it that we did have the time whereas those other countries didn't have the time to train I mean I've heard stories from a lot of the Filipino nurses that I work with about their family members at home and I mean we just have to remind ourselves how lucky we are all the time because they were saying that because their health system is almost nonexistent over there and then the nurses mm. is very overworked and take a ridiculous amount of patients, it's that um, they're not able to isolate because of their population density. So they would get people in and what they've been doing is tubing them, intubating them, putting them under and yeah. using an, a bag to essentially make sure that they the patient keeps breathing because of the lack of staff, they've then handed that bag to the family member and say pump like you every time you breathe
0: oh my god and
1: um if you stop (laughs) your family member dies oh my god and then then that comes around once in a 24-hour period for 10 minutes to relieve each family member
0: wow yeah wow i mean i think that's the thing i mean You know, like I've traveled a lot and lived, over. well, I've only lived in England. It's not like I've lived in a third world country. But even that has made me completely aware that we have, I think, the best health system in the world. Like, so we mm, we absolutely. were, you're right, we were at an advantage for a start. Um, but it's, the things that I'm finding interesting, and I'd like to get your view on it is, Every time, every now and then, I read something that tells me, like in Italy and in New York, double the amount of men are dying to women. And we don't hear that here. We're not hearing anything about it. I mean, maybe our numbers are so low that we're not really, it's not really affecting us like that. Is this anything that you've heard about? Actually,
1: I actually haven't heard anything about that. Um, I do agree with you that our numbers are probably too low to, sh- to actually even start see to trend. see that large yeah um, difference in numbers between the sexes. But, um, I mean, it's something like I'd definitely look into. That's quite interesting. Yeah, it's it's yeah, interesting.
0: There it was, in, it was an article in the New York Times last night. I mean, I first heard about it when in Italy is where it happened. And now that it's happened in New York, in New York they're saying double the amount of men have died, so much so that they're doing... Some hormone tests or starting to, which you know, in the article, other people are saying, Look, that's ridiculous because women 90 don't have any hormones, and <laughs> you know, yeah, but but it is, mm-hmm. um, it's very interesting if like that's a major thing if double the amount of men are dying in two countries that have like the biggest numbers, and we're not hearing anything about it. I find that unusual, <laughs> but anyhow.
1: It is, it is a little bit unusual that we haven't really heard about that statistic. Yeah, um, have a look. at news is usually so yeah. good.
0: Have um, a look. I'd love to get your thoughts on it later on. I
1: will.
0: Yeah. But um, so it's – isn't it interesting that it's – well, it makes sense that emergency is not as busy – in a way, especially, you know, if people aren't going out drinking and if they're not playing sports.
1: <laughs> but, yes, absolutely. But, um, and I guess the other thing, though, to be mindful of is that though presentations are low, mental health presentations are up mm, quite the lot. Yes. Um, and still what I find, what I'm finding, and this might just be my own experience, is... Um, Drug-induced presentations as well are up, so people using at home, yeah, um, with a component of mental health as well, which is yeah. really sad to see because I think, mm. I mean, obviously, St. Vinny's, we've always very much pride it. Sorry, I'm trying to catch you. I'm scared of you? Got it. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're sitting <Excuse> outdoors. <laughs> I'm sitting outdoors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we this this population and very vulnerable population i mean normally has access to lots of services um Mm. and usually there's a lot of people around
0: yeah and
1: and things like that so i guess yeah that's also another interesting thing to be mindful of as well well, exactly
0: i think that's and i think that's only going to get worse i mean you know my i'm sort of an optimist personality but it's killing me cuz i'm an extrovert i mean you know yes. I've gotta, yeah, you yes. i got
1: to i, I
0: got to be mindful of it you know i i am i can survive this it's not that it's not it's not yeah. war or anything but on the mental health side it's you know people who have lost their jobs or can't earn any money and and you know there's always you know, if worst case scenario, you could always go and work in a pub or go and work in a cafe or something just to bring in some money. And with all that shut, it makes it impossible for a lot of people and makes them feel like they can't control their own lives. So I can absolutely understand the mental health side. And I think also it, it it's just gonna change people in lots of ways. It's, you know, it's hard for them I think people underestimate how much they need other people. I'm going to... Absolutely. It's on... Oprah's got a podcast that starts with that, what is it, that we want to be seen, we need to, we want to be heard, and we just want to feel like that that we matter, I suppose, that what we say matters or that someone wants to listen to us. So and I really think that's that's fundamental in this. You know, people are forgetting that. Like I went to my sister's yesterday because I knew the cats would look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in a group of people, but there were a few cats there, and they would come and annoy me because they know I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's something. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. I think that's yeah. I mean, it's the essence. I. I why do you say Oprah? Because I was actually just do you know, do you know Brene Brown.
0: Yes. Yeah, of
1: course. I was watching her TED talk on vulnerability. I thought that that's a really good one as well, and that's the same essence of, of what you said about Oprah. The uh, sense of belonging mm. that we're all yearning for, and the power of like of being vulnerable, of being okay with you know being yeah. by yourself. But also that yearning for yeah, wanting to be around people. true. Exactly.
0: It's it's well, it is that sense of belonging is really important. I mean, because when you know people have jobs and they might the jobs might drive them mad, but somebody needs them and they feel like they belong. They belong in a group, even if they're just meeting them on Zoom. They're still belong belonging in a group. You know, that's a kookaburras by the way, or crows. <laughs> Shut up! We're trying to record here. <laughs> What the hell <laughs>
1: It's
0: not like we live in the wild. I guess
1: so. Um, that's where I'm lucky in in with like my job especially during these times. Mm. Um, I've certainly not taken that for granted in that I've been able to go to work and I've been able to see a lot of people and be a part of a team and have a sense of belonging during this time, which has been exactly. really great for.
0: And you're doing something this. that Adds value, which definitely has to help with self esteem, I think.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, I think it was our last uh, podcast that we we're talking about that. And I think from from then on, more so, I've thought about how much my job actually gives me, you know, satisfaction in my life. And it is, it's, it's so I'm, I'm really, it's just such a great choice. Yeah. And I'm really happy with it. And I can't see myself doing anything else. No,
0: that's great. That's great. I think um I think the public needs to really get behind some of these professions now, so nurses and teachers for example, and looking at the salaries compared to the work they do, the value they add to society, that has to change. Mm. That absolutely has to change. I mean it just has to be has to be fair for the work they do like and that's that's been too long i think people are people really appreciate and really understand the value added but i don't know why nothing's been done to date there needs to be a bit more movement
1: we're also quite lucky in this country i mean i would i mean absolutely would love to get paid more um but i think if we look at countries like the uk like Oh, Ireland yeah. that are yeah. not unionized that yeah their base salaries are you know extremely low and their costs of living are extremely high
0: yeah
1: um exactly. and they're the ones suffering at the moment very much from this covid crisis as well
0: yeah
1: um so so guys yeah, is, is,
0: is my is my young millennial seeing everybody else at the moment <laughs> It's like whoa, and <laughs> then maybe, maybe you, maybe you always had that in you a little bit. I think more so than most. But when you, when you can see everything else around you, it um, and then you don't make yourself the victim. You see the benefits you have. That helps so much with your mental health, doesn't it? But
1: absolutely, it's, absolutely.
0: But it's all um. I think it comes down to, it's really about having something to do, right? It it is those three things that make you happy, having someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. And in a way, this is, for a lot of people, they almost, I think they lost hope because they sort of had everything, (laughs) you know? Mm. Everything was given to a lot of people and you can travel the world, you can do whatever you want, and here's money and blah, 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 blah. And therefore, what were they hoping for? If anything, this has made people um, realize: whoa, it's not. <laughs> there's a lot to hope for. There's, a, you know, we want to hope that this doesn't happen again. We want to hope that we can get through this, and people can get back on their feet, and not we don't lose too many people, and you know. And then that sort of.
1: And hopefully, our priorities change yes. moving forward.
0: Yeah. Do you think that'll happen? Yeah, I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of people will go, oh, what the hell have I been killing myself for? You know, like, you know, the people that have, uh, you know, probably the ones that were ending up in, in there with a stroke or a heart attack, who are working ridiculous hours and having all this stress, and all of a sudden were put at home and had to work from home and things have to calm down. I think those sort of people are gonna start to go, look, even if I kill myself trying to get all this money or do this job, there's no guarantee I'm gonna have it. There's no guarantee I'm not gonna lose all this money. Like there's no guarantee on anything in life. So Uh, it it uh, could refocus them, hopefully. But who knows? I think
1: definitely, I think on an individual level, I think it will definitely, promote change I think as you exactly what you just said not that I'm promoting individualism because I think that that's a terrible (laughs) terrible thing (laughs) um but I do I do think a lot it would would cause a lot of people to kind of take stock of their lives um but from a global point of view whilst we're still
0: Mm. living
1: in a capitalist society that's run by you know, the Trumps of the world and the Boris Johnson's of the world, I don't think as a global economy that that it will have any major shift, to be honest with you, until yeah. there is actually a collective good and, and a leader that doesn't have vested interest in the outcome of oil and all these things where their money sits.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. will actually
1: have any change, Yeah, unfortunately.
0: I um, agree. I read the other day that the billionaires are doing their – their money has gone up 10%, which is nice for them, you know, or something.
1: Exactly.
0: And, and you know, um, this, you know, the leader of North Korea is missing and what's going on while all this is happening? There's a lot of things happening that, you yeah. know, behind the scenes, that makes you sort of wonder. And when, when you're living in a free country and all of a sudden the government wants you to download an app that tracks you, you start to, like... That's I, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, just you may as well do it. Google has every, everything on you anyhow, right? But it's not even that. Yeah. It's not even the data. It's the fact that, you know, like where is our freedom going, I suppose, you know. Yeah,
1: but I find, I find it interesting as well is it's it's a perspective of distrust in our in our government in this country, it's it's really interesting. Australia, a lot of Australians yeah. don't trust our government, and for for a lot yeah. of valid reasons. But um, <clears throat> I don't know who it was yeah. it was my friends from Sweden, yeah, who, said that, who I was studying with um last year, said this to me. It was very funny that she observed um when we had the uptake of uh, what was it called, um my health online, or the, oh yeah yeah the health system, yeah, uh, what's it called?
0: Yeah, I um, think it's basically it what, is called My Health, I think. I When like the government
1: that. was uploading all of our yeah. files online mine so doctors across the yeah. States could access yeah. your information where it your medication lists or your past medical yeah. history or surgeries or or x-rays, which is fantastic. Yeah. But immediately the Australian population had a, a large amount of distrust and then they originally opted everyone in and yeah. it wasn't really a choice and you could opt out, but then yeah, they yeah. had to flip it and you had to opt in because yeah. it was there was just such a... But what happened in Sweden is they introduced that and it wasn't a matter of opting in or opting out. It was just that it was. Yeah, everyone And there was wasn't there. this mm. mass distrust in our government. It was like, mm. actually, this is really a positive thing and it's not going to impact me on... To be honest, so-
0: I don't even know if it's the government that we don't trust. I think... It's um, I th- look. We know we know the government's interests is really mainly around get keeping themselves in power or getting back in power is their main interest. Exactly. Not so much, you know, and doing what they have to do to do that. But it's I think it's more um, it's more we don't trust that this information exists and people can hack it. You know, I think yes. if yeah. it's sitting with Amazon or whoever, like. i I think it's just but then let's face it if if any of us leave the house now google will tell us where we're going and how long it's going to take us like
1: (laughs) exactly you know exactly i mean (laughs) i think also for me like i I don't know why uh, personally I, i was wasn't even i didn't even have these thoughts initially um that everyone else had until i'd listened to the news and i think that maybe it's a generational thing as well like i just it just made sense to download it. And we yeah. just download and download and download. Um, so I think that that's another element of it there. And, and technology is also still very new. Like I think people forget that. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, it's yeah.
1: something that humans have I already just, existed with for the last 50 years. So
0: I think for some people they just do as they're told. Or, you know, like if, if it seems good, they just do it. And they don't question that much. Um, mm. And then other people question a bit more and that's just mm. that comes with years to be honest i think the older you get the more yeah. you, the more you question and you're better in the state you're in <laughs> it's so much better if you don't ask too many questions that's to be serious. honest i mean it really is let's get Absolutely. back to um the emergency rooms because what i find interesting is when i went to iran um Couple of years ago, for about a week,
1: because in yeah. Iran
0: nobody can drink publicly. Well, they can't drink. They're, it's against the law to drink alcohol. So I found it really interesting when you go out at night. There are a lot more families, and it was really relaxed because you know when you when you go out and you know there's a lot of drunks out, you've got to be aware. But when people aren't drinking, you don't have to be aware. It's very weird, but I, I really felt it while I was there. So when when all the pubs closed here, well, two things. One, I was worried for all the women who have arsehole husbands. Um, but secondly, I'm like, wow, that's going to change a lot of things. You know, there's going to be less problems in a way, which is sort of what's happened in in the hospitals, you must be seeing a lot less drunks unless they're coming from their home. <laughs>
1: um, it's kind of, it's interesting I because I actually have seen quite a lot of people come in very drunk from home, like with very wow. high blood, alcohol level. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know. So you I don't, don't think there's a change in of...
0: that. It's mainly only say like fights or accidents and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah, mainly fl- fight like like uh, you know, alcohol or drug-fueled violence is down essentially because people just aren't around people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. we
1: know that like domestic violence is definitely up. Yeah. Um and that's... which is horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but, I mean, these are the things that are, you know, bring, that have been brought to light that I guess we really, really need to act on. There's a lot of things. I mean, well, the other thing I was always, have been saying a lot as well is that there's a lot of things that, that, that have happened in the hospital via <clears throat> processes um, to get patients and expedite patients' care and, and not having these crazy 20-hour stays in emergency. Right. It, it does, it's not happening anymore. It doesn't happen. Um... And all of these uh, this machinery and all these things that we should have had five years ago or ten years ago is just all of a sudden happened. Oh, and it's been great okay. to see. right? But it's funny when people get scared and they want to feel safe, they invest so much money in, yeah. in healthcare or in the resources and things that are going to make them safe. And yes. it's funny, I feel like we need to do that with domestic violence, we need to do that with all yes. these other major issues.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the, so you think at the same time, of course, processes and, and um, machinery and everything you need has all been stepped up a level. So that's why also emergency seems like there's... It's not as crazy yeah. like it was.
1: Keeping to the four-hour rule. I mean, the thing... A lot of the time, and this is what people don't see as well, um, a lot of the time with... Patients staying in departments for hours and hours and hours comes down to a poor little RMO or JMO or intern essentially trying to speak to an individual consultant or registrar, which is one of the more senior people, part of a, a medical team or a surgical team, to get a person admitted and try and tell them tell each um, team a story, and then one of those teams have to accept, and then there becomes this argument about the patient's symptoms or their diagnosis as to who they should come under so then you've got this patient in limbo because you've got these doctors that just are refusing to take a patient because of god whatever reason when they could just come to an agreement about who takes primary care and who takes secondary care that doesn't happen anymore because the the executives have turned around and said you guys need to sort this out if not they're coming under the COVID team and they get bypass straight up to the ward, and then you decide up there. Right. Which I think is a really great process, and it's a process that actually the NHS has had for a while. Right. Um, They call call it now, uh, Medical Assessment Unit. Yeah. Um, And we trialled that in a lot of different hospitals in Sydney, and I don't know why it never kind of took. Um, But, yeah, it's really funny. Despite all the things that you hear about the NHS and how underfunded it, it is, because i guess they're forced with their yeah, amount that they're funded to have to do these things. Oh uh, yeah,
0: they have to get efficient, that's for sure. I mean it's mm. it's very different you know, very busy system. So when i lived in London, mm. like two things, i hear i can go to any doctor i want. In London you have to Not true. no, you have to register with a doctor for a start and you can only go to that doctor mm. but also to try and get an appointment by the time you get an appointment, you're not sick anymore. Like you, I barely went exactly. to the doctor when I was in England. You, can, you just can't do it. Um, it's too there's you know there's not enough. It's too busy. You know, so it's crazy. I mean, here we're so we're so lucky. We don't realize what we've got and the quality of the healthcare. We're so spoiled. Yeah,
1: like but, you can ring up. I know for me, I've just rung up my GP practice and said, "Can I speak to?" Can I have a, a online call with uh, with my GP and she calls me back in a couple of hours and
0: yeah. I'm yeah.
1: sorted.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. We, yeah. I think I think we need to appreciate that. I mean, you know. I mean you don't a lot of this like you don't know unless you go and live somewhere else, or you don't know unless you you've got friends who live somewhere else and they tell you their experiences. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny. So, but how? Other than that, for you, how have you coped as a human, other than a nurse? Because you're like the rest of us. You've been locked down. You haven't been able to go out. You, you know, how have you coped with that? I think
1: initially, when when I said before the, the kind of the imminent doom that we we're waiting for, um, that was very real. It was very difficult at first. I I wasn't I wasn't coping particularly well. I, but I have a really great support system around me. And mm. as you said, we need people and I I definitely need people. So mm. I leaned on the people around me and, um, you know, prepared yeah. myself for the potential situation. And that, that was just, I guess, I don't really know what the main thing that got me prepared, but um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was difficult. Um, to come to terms with the possibility of, of dealing with a lot more death.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it would have been scary for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of being at home, I mean, I I'm, I quite like my own time as well, so it actually hasn't been too much of an adjustment for me because mm. um, I really do like my own space and I'm in. An extrovert, introvert. I feel. You Although have to we did do that, that test, test the other day. What'd you get? I, I did do that test. I was <sighs> I was like eighty percent extrovert, which oh. I found weird.
0: Okay, but you know what Maybe it I is because look, think of the job you're doing, right? You're very busy. and There's people all day, so you you're getting your fill of energy. Mm. Whereas if your job mm. was in a cafe and all of a sudden you were at home and you didn't see anyone except, say, two people. Then you would feel it. Like I'm feeling it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But because you know, you're in a agree. job that's so busy and there's people everywhere and that's that's giving you your fill of energy.
1: I absolutely have to agree with you because um, I I um sorry, I'm just gonna move inside, the mosquitoes are getting to me. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um,
0: the australian wildlife
1: i do the australian wildlife exactly right oh, there we go much better <laughs> um i do find once I, I i think it's my it's a bit of an excuse but it's also the same reason why my room's so messy it's because i'm <laughs> at work and i'm in such a clinical clean environment where i'm cleaning and and organizing all the time and then I get home I'm like, oh and I just throw my shit on the floor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. And um, also, also you're in such a sort of organized process type role. Systematic role that yeah, when you get home you could relax that a bit.
1: Hmm. But otherwise, um my um my mother's been absolutely amazing. She's been cooking all of my meals. Um, wow. I've got a great partner who yeah. has been super supportive um, through all of this. Yeah. Um, and just my friendships as well that I've lent on and not necessarily, you know, talked about anything specifically, but, you know, just, yeah. just having a conversation with someone and having a normal human connection is yeah. worth so much.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you know they're there. I think that's a great, that is the Australian spirit. I mean, it happens everywhere in a way, I suppose. But I do love how, like, people just jump, set, will just jump in and support you. They know the role you've got to do, so they get behind you and make sure you can do that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's, mm, I think absolutely. that's, there's a lot of people that have been like that. We've noticed it. Although I've seen it from a different side, from the community side, it's been quite interesting for me to see how different people handle it. You know, where I'm on um, the local Facebook chat group with the whole suburb. And so <laughs> but it's just funny because some people just... Are f- freak out and, you know, dob everyone in. I saw people up the road. There were more people up there that should have been there and and other people, you know, like you you get a whole mixture and then someone Hmm. else is trying to explain, well, maybe they were just a family or
1: blah, 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 you know. Um, One of a million different things that could have uh, led to that context.
0: But you get the rule followers and you get the people who are like, no, I don't want to do this or, you know you get a whole mix of personality types, of course. I mean, generally people have done what they should do, which is, which is good. Um, but it's the fear factor and also the terminology they're using at the moment, which is annoying me. I understand they're still trying to keep They're still trying to scare people, but I'm worried about the mental health side as well. So, for example, yesterday Mm. Lane Cove was named as a hotspot, right, Mm. and a few other places were named as a hotspot. But the actual data, there's been no new cases in Lane Cove for two weeks, no Mm. new cases. And all all Mm. of a sudden the chief of health says it's a hotspot. So I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people tested and all the rest of it, but they're not realizing that that just scares people. Straight away, people get, when they're just starting to get a little bit more relaxed and feel like, oh, I might've made it through this, health-wise, forget financial-wise, a lot of people haven't got to that stage yet, but health-wise, and then to have, you know, all of a sudden be told, oh, you're in a hotspot. It just scares them. And then they're like, "Oh my god, yeah. I've got a sniffle. I have to go and get tested." Or, <laughs> which, yeah, I'm in two minds because one, yeah, it's good to go and get get people more uh, more people tested, but don't scare them. Treat them like adults now and say, "We want more people tested. Please go and get tested. You don't have to go. This is a hot yeah. spot." You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the motive there. I guess. You know. I haven't I
0: haven't
1: really followed the news too much I feel Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think um
0: Yeah, your experience of this would be completely different to mine. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you've yeah. been busy, it's you've just... been in a good you've been in the good side of it I suppose in a way, right? Because you're mm. you're busy, you're organized, you're doing the you're doing everything for the right reasons and you're focused mm. and and you're also getting to see leadership, good leadership. And when you get, when you start to experience good leadership, that that's when you're like, wow, I see the difference here, and it makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah.
1: absolutely, yeah. There's mm. there's definitely definitely that that I've taken on board. Certain people around me that I, I you know, you take pieces of people's leadership styles and they just mm. say that. that you know that's who I want to be, or that's yes. what I want to emulate, or be like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. And I think the other thing as well that I was that I've been saying through this whole thing again, as from a community perspective, and what I said before about individualism. I think for my generation, especially, I think our biggest threat to what will be our future is this this individualistic approach to life like this Instagram yes pages and you know I'm the best at this and I'm the best at that and no one else is like me and mm. it's really really such a threat because there's no sense of community in that but what I think that COVID has done as well it's kind of really forced all these individuals that are very individualistic to actually have to take pause and mm say if you don't contribute to community by a staying inside Mm. and making sure that you're self isolating, Mm. you're going to kill someone. That's the reality of it. Yeah. And then they've had a choice then to either go, well, fuck this. I'm still living for myself and I'm still going to post my photos. I need to go get the best shot or actually I'm going to stay inside and contribute to community from a very – extreme point of view hmm. but there is still a few a very small minority of people out there that still haven't contributed and still haven't properly self isolated and things like that
0: because um, exactly because they've been they've been brought up to feel like they're special and they they're just trying to get that feeling back aren't they like it's even those footballers i don't know if you saw the news last night but Some rugby league players. Oh my god, idiots! Like idiots for doing it, and then second of all, idiots for putting it on on social Social media. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my god, how dumb are they? But
1: yeah,
0: but you know, like it's and and I I was thinking to myself, yeah, they they're only actually doing it so they can put it on social media that's that's the problem is mm. you know we talked about this for a long time you know before all this but I, I think you're right there's going to be a lot of people that have realized that you know whether I'm wearing designer clothes or, or what what sort of car I'm driving or where I'm what nightclub I'm going to and all this means nothing when I'm stuck at home, right <laughs> Like mm. no one's no one's appreciating how wealthy I am. Look, no one's appreciating how beautiful I am. If if you're just mm. at home, and it hopefully will get them to reevaluate themselves. Well, for a start, they can't base their whole life on that because it's not gonna. They're not gonna have it forever.
1: It doesn't add value. You yeah, don't have, you don't have it very long. It doesn't add value, and and I guess it
0: doesn't actually make I mean, you feel you, any you good. Sorry. Mm.
1: I guess so. who, who who are you going to call right now? Who is calling you yeah. yeah. right now when you're isolating,
0: you know? It comes back to the basic principles of friend like friendships are, have to be equal. So, you know, in some way you have to get out of it as much as you put into it sort of, right, for a friendship. And that's any relationship. And sometimes the power balance shifts a bit you know, somebody puts in more than the other person or the rest of it. But generally, if it's around the middle, that's when it survives. So if you're the type of person who's just trying to, like I, I like to say, be the flower. There's a flower in a gardener, right? And if the flower is just being a flower the whole time, look at me, look at me. <laughs> Someone water me. Someone, where's the sun, you know? Yeah. So I can shine. And the gardener's <laughs> out there, like, Everyone has to be a gardener sometimes, as well.
1: You know, yeah, show the love a little bit.
0: Yeah, otherwise, the gardener's just going to walk away from you, and that flower's going to die. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, completely.
0: And the, and I always feel like we were setting up millennials or young people for that in a in a really bad way. Like society sort of put them in that place of you know. Show us who you are. We think you're fantastic. You can conquer the world. You can be president. You can be prime minister. You can be anything you want. Just get out there, do it, climb those mountains, do this, do that. And then, you know I think that
1: also comes back to I think like my parents' generation and and your generation, yeah. you know, having gone from not having that much at all to having so much so quickly. So then that's that belief then that we can double that again and do the same thing. But now I guess with what we're facing is, you know, there's actual limitations, but now I'm finding, I actually got sat down three months ago by my current job and they were like, okay, so when, when do you think you're going to study your next degree? Wow. And it's kind of, it's, it's funny. It's like yeah. one degree is not enough these days. You know, it's what, what are you doing next?
0: Well, that's ridiculous because one degree is enough. Um, I, I'm all for extra education, but it doesn't have to be a degree. A degree is ridiculous. You can do one, you don't have to keep doing degrees. I think it's just, there's this, there's this movement of, you know, what were you we calling it? Collecting beans. One of my friends, Dom, he works at Google now. He identified this. He said, we're trying to collect beans. And it's like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And so the people that are around you as well are all going, okay, where's the tick box? Have you got this? Have you got this? Have you got this? But that doesn't make a person and it certainly doesn't make a life. It's not about what you get. It's your experiences. It's who you spend your time with and how you spend your time. And, you know, and and also there's got to be, we've got to slow it all down, which hopefully this has achieved, but you definitely have to slow it all down. Let's have some fun. I've been trying to get you guys to have more fun for a long time, right? Yes, go to work, Mm. but then just have fun. Don't worry about buying a house. Don't worry about getting a bloody master's degree. Don't worry about doing this, whatever. Like have some life. You've got plenty of years you can come back and do that. What's the rush? But do you want to do it all by 30? And then what, and then what, you know? So, even when you mm-hmm. that's interesting, you said that because even when you're finally in a good state where you're like, I'm comfortable, I'm enjoying life, I'm going at the pace I want to go at, then you get other people coming, Well, how about this? How about <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't... Oh, uh, I don't know. I, yeah,
0: that's the challenge with life though, is I really always been able to live it at your pace, you know to do it how you like i'm fast i'm someone who wants to do everything all the time right so that's but that's my choice but people got to be able to live at their own pace
1: yeah i I think i'm probably not as fast as you to be honest (laughs) (laughs) um i do i i think i've definitely slowed down in this period as well which has been nice and i hope that a lot of other people have too but um
0: we only need about 10 people as fast as me. We, we don't need that many people. <laughs> and it's yeah. really easy being one of these people, let me tell you, because you're trying to drag people with you all the time. Um, <laughs> mm. But, but I'm, a, I'm someone who's got a real appreciation of the different personality types and the different strengths that people bring to the table and that you need a bit, you need a bit of everything. But you've got to be able to let people be who they are, their authentic self, you know, because when you take them out of that, that's when there's mental health issues, I think. When they can't be who they really want to be, that's when the struggle starts.
1: I'm just thinking all of these things that I'm going to get my partner to listen to this. (laughs) You're funny. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's actually taught me a lot. It's funny the things that you learn from each other. It's so important.
0: Yeah, exactly. So how long has it been?
1: Ten, uh, yeah, just under three months. Nice. Um, so we've really had a COVID relationship.
0: A COVID relationship. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been very. It's been very close and quick and and. Like, we haven't had that grace of getting to know each other, getting to know each other's friends and family and things like that. It's kind of just been a very weird limbo state. So it's, um, like,
0: it's more like a love island relationship in a way, right? You get shoved in together uh, and there's no one else around, so you have to get to know each other.
1: <laughs> it is, but I think taken from what I've learned from all of my previous experiences and... Um, I and my job, and like I've actually started to see a psychologist again. My psychologist, she's fantastic. You can, you can see a psychologist even when you're okay. Yes, like it's just someone to talk to, and it's all about you. That's great.
0: I agree. I think there should be more people like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> we go to a bar and pay a lot of money for cocktails when you can just go and pay a psychologist who will talk to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> literally <laughs> so um but no it's been it's been fantastic like I've got no qualms. like so supportive and I've never communicated this openly and this um and being this vulnerable with anyone I think and mm. and I think and, and I looked at I don't know. Something came up the other day, and I was just appreciating every six months that I look back. I'm really happy with where I'm at. Mm. So
0: you've come yeah. a long way. You've definitely come a long way. It's impressive, but it's good. You oh, must be you. really happy. Like I'm really happy. I always knew you what you had in you, anyhow, because you've got this good soul. I I saw it the first time I met you, but you <laughs> <laughs> but you have. <laughs> But you know, you were, you know, you're beating yourself up a lot in a way. And I think now you see the value Mm. that you add. You're starting to see the value that you add. I mean, yeah, even take, take your job out of it, right? Of course, that's a lot of value, but take that out of it. Who you are as a person, you add value to the world and you're starting to see that just by being who you are, you know? So, yeah, it's, boy, yeah. you've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it's nice.
0: It's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. And I yeah. can't wait to um meet the new partner when we're allowed to. Yeah,
1: I'm so see. when we're allowed to. I'm so excited for for all of that and to just go out and see friends again and yes. and just have a little bit of a dance and a bit of a drink. and
0: Yes, wouldn't well, that be nice? God, I can't wait for mm-hmm. that either. I'll probably get, you know, I'll be like, Michelle, are you here again? Are you supposed to be at home?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to take like, or even <laughs> and drop down a bit in work and maybe just do point six or something. <laughs> yeah. And just go out every weekend for a couple of months. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think we we need a party. We need to celebrate after all this. So hopefully it's sooner mm. than rather than later. And you know, and hopefully we can travel as well. God, that's you know that's mm, my inspiration. That's
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I heard that. I don't I don't know where I heard this, but apparently they're, they're trying to organize open travel between New Zealand and more of this the, the yeah. South Pacific Islands, so like Fiji and um Vanuatu and the islands closer around that area which would be fantastic if we could have like a a micro economy essentially.
0: Yeah yeah which makes sense. Little by little they'll do it I think. Release things and test it which is good. Mm. Well we've Mm. we've been speaking for an hour now so I'm going to let you go and finish the rest of your breakfast that you started. (laughs)
1: Thank (laughs) you. Sounds good.
0: But it's been great talking to you.
1: Yeah, good to see you as well. Yeah,
0: and really interesting.
1: So ciao. Ciao. Bye.
0: Bye.